This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have, life can be pretty darn hard. Get some support at betterhelp.com super. Hey, brother! Guys, one bit of magic that I've never really put an enormous amount of thought into is a significant piece of magic that happens very early on in the books, when Dumbledore places the Philosopher's Stone inside of the Mirror of Erised. This is really the climax of the first book. Harry is inexplicably able to retrieve the stone from inside the mirror. And then shortly after, we learned that this was really the only way to get the stone from the mirror, which was to want to find it, but not to want to use it. Inside of this moment, Dumbledore is even kind of owning just how brilliant this idea actually was. Ah, now I'm glad you asked me that. It was one of my more brilliant ideas, and between you and me, that's saying something. You see, the only one who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. Otherwise, they just see themselves making gold or drinking elixir of life. My brain surprises even me sometimes. By the way, and I just found this interesting while we were researching for this video, but did you know that the last chapter of this book is only 20 pages long and starts with Harry finding Quirrell inside of the chamber. In this one chapter, he learns that, meets Voldemort, gets the stone, kills Quirrell, he explains everything to Ron and Hermione, and then Dumbledore comes in and explains everything to him, and then Dumbledore cheats Slytherin out of the house cup, and Harry gets on the train to go home. All of that in one chapter. 20 pages. Anyway though, despite Dumbledore's own surprise at his own brilliance, I had never really questioned what it meant for him to put the stone inside of the mirror. Like, what does that even mean? How did he do it? I mean, mostly it's just like, it's Dumbledore, right? If he says he puts a stone in the mirror, then he put a stone in the mirror, that's that. But what does that even mean to put something inside of a mirror? Like if you had broken the mirror, could you get it then? Because I doubt it. I don't think the stone is like physically embedded into the mirror somewhere. So that must mean that in the mirror really means through the mirror. But what on earth is through the mirror? Like some kind of, Mirrorverse, the land of one's heart's desires? And for that matter, does it mean that the stone is existing in wherever space we see Harry's parents existing in the mirror? Because honestly, I feel like it must. But then again, the question is, how did Dumbledore put it there? Well, today, that is exactly what we are going to try to figure out. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Bespoke Post. Well, you guys, March is here. The days are getting longer. And as it were, I cannot wait to start spending more time outside. And when I do, I will be going out in style, thanks to Bespoke Post's new box, Retreat. The Retreat box features this hammock and a really great blanket that can pack up into a really small package. But this is just one of Bespoke Post's boxes of awesome. They also have this handsome rain jacket in the downpour box, the stylish portable coffee kit in the roast box, and handy camping essentials in the switchback box. So basically, no matter what you're into, I can almost guarantee Bespoke Post has something for you. But if you are otherwise unfamiliar with how Bespoke Post works, it is a monthly box of awesome that is valued around $70, but comes in at a fraction of that cost. It's also free to sign up and you can skip or cancel at any time. I have been a subscriber to 
Bespoke Post since 2014, long before they ever sponsored us here on the channel. And part of that is due to their fantastic selection and the fact that 90% of their products come from small businesses. So get 20% off your first order when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and use promo code SUPER at checkout. Again, it's going to be boxofawesome.com, promo code SUPER at checkout for 20% off your first box. One more time for safety, boxofawesome.com, promo code SUPER. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so the Mirror of Erised is a really fascinating bit of magic. And I have personally always loved it as a magical artifact. Like, given a world where I was allowed to have one thing from the actual wizarding world, it would be on the list. Although, and this isn't exactly some kind of grand revelation, Dumbledore literally explains it to Harry, but the mirror is kind of a dark object. What it does is immensely cool. And for Harry, who had never seen any photographs of his parents before, getting to see them, what they looked like, who they were, is an opportunity that I don't think anybody could possibly turn down. But I do think that in itself starts to speak to the power of this mirror. Harry sees his parents. He sees the real depictions of Lillian James. He doesn't know what they look like, but the mirror somehow does. But all that being said, on the whole, this glimpse into the best possible version of your life can be incredibly dangerous. Men have wasted away before it, entranced by what they have seen or been driven mad, not knowing if what it shows is real or even possible. Sounds a lot like Instagram, am I right? By the way, did you know that we have an Instagram for our office plant? Because we totally do. Anyway though, back to the mirror. The curiosity that I have with it has to do with the power that we learn it has by way of the Philosopher's Stone. Again, what we know though is that what Harry had that Quirrell and Voldemort did not have is this kind of selfless nature as it pertained to the relationship he had with the stone. Only someone who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, could get it. Which, if you think about it, Nicholas Flamel probably wasn't super happy about these terms. Because if he did ever need it or want it back, it would probably be to use it. But that's neither here nor there. Kind of like the stone, ayo! Actually, I'm not even entirely sure that that makes sense. This is all complicated. We are, after all, talking about an imaginary metaphysical space, so. Either way though, this presents a very fascinating paradox into the powers of the mirror. We know that within the wizarding world, there is such a thing as magic that can provide you whatever you need. Take for example, the room of requirement. This is exactly what it does. It summons or provides everything you need while also somehow maintaining previous versions or like backups of itself. For example, we see a bunch of different uses of this room, but it also still remains the hiding spot of Ravenclaw's diadem. Like, where does all of that stuff go when Harry and company are in there as part of Dumbledore's army? Actually, McGonagall might have given us the answer to this very question when she's trying to get into Ravenclaw Tower. The knocker asks, where do vanished objects go? Into non-being, which is to say, everything. The non-being. That's what I'm going to call the inside of the mirrorverse thing. Anyway, that's not really the point. Let me get back to my paradox problem. We know that the magic exists to provide you with anything that you need, and we know that the mirror is capable of storing objects. My question is, could the mirror conceivably provide you with what you are seeing in the non-being, eh? If it was under circumstances that were similar to Harry and the Philosopher's Stone. If you wanted the thing, not to use it, but just for it to be. Could the mirror actually make that happen? Because as a reminder, 
This is exactly what happens with Harry. As such, yes, I absolutely think it could, but also, no, I don't think it would ever happen. The mirror could give you anything that you saw in the reflection. I believe it honestly has that power. The paradox arrives because it shows you exactly what you want. And if you want it, then you can't have it. This mirror has some real middle child syndrome going on. It's like, you can't have it, but that's why I want it. That being said though, this means that you could never have the relationship with your reflection that Harry does with the Philosopher's Stone. Do you see what I mean? Like you could picture yourself surrounded by piles and piles of galleons. The mirror could make that happen. It could provide all of those galleons, but only if you purely and absolutely did not want to use them for any reason at all, which would then obviously defeat the reason why you would want them in the first place. You want them to use them and therefore it cannot give them to you. The mirror can do anything, but never will. But so then I'm sure you're of course wondering, then what was so special about Harry? But I am the chosen one. I'm sorry, Harry, I didn't hear that. Ron, did you hear him? Not me, not Hermione, you. Sorry, I don't know if that'll ever get old for us. But that, Harry is the chosen one, that's the reason, that's why. What's so special about Harry? Literally everything. In fact, Harry does this exact thing, defeating a paradox more than once. It is the exact same reason that Voldemort did not succeed in killing him in the forest. But I should have died. I didn't defend myself. I meant to let him kill me. And that, well, I think made all the difference. Only the person who meant to die could have survived. And the only person who is capable of getting the stone is someone who wanted to get it to protect it. Harry just literally and truly is incredibly unique. And that's why he was able to put the mirror to its most powerful use. He was able to get the mirror to gift him the very thing he saw. That being said though, Dumbledore was also able to put the mirror to extremely unique use. He was able to put the stone inside of it to begin with. And his ability to do this had nothing to do with his strength of character. This is something that he readily admits Harry has him beat on. I only feared that you would fail as I had failed. I only dreaded that you would make my mistakes. I crave your pardon, Harry. I have known for some time now that you are the better man. So his ability to win over the mirror is actually different from Harry's. It had nothing to do with strength of character. It goes back to what Dumbledore originally said. It's his brilliance. Dumbledore figured out how to enter the mirror. Non-being, the non-being. And I believe this is thanks to one of his other most impressive inventions, the Deluminator. So let's quickly give a brief recap of what the Deluminator is and what it is capable of doing. It's one of the very first magical objects we ever see in the story. Dumbledore uses it to turn off all of the lights on Privet Drive when he's delivering Harry to the Dursleys. But it also becomes a very important plot device in Deathly Hallows where Dumbledore kind of unexpectedly leaves it in his will to Ron. That is a valuable object. It may even be unique. Certainly is of Dumbledore's own design. Why would he have left you an item so rare? Not you, not Hermione, me. No, but to be fair to Scrimgeour, this is a pretty reasonable question, even if it is none of his business. But what we do eventually learn is that the Deluminator is capable of so much more than simply turning off the lights. Which, by the way, is actually a much more significant magical feat than you might expect, but we have an entire video about that if you want to click the card. 
It of course eventually does come to pass that Ron leaves Harry and Hermione during their hunt for the Horcruxes, a decision that he almost immediately regrets, but once he's gone, he has no way of finding them again. Although this wouldn't have actually been that difficult if after he left, Hermione hadn't like sworn off saying his name for the next several weeks. And that's important because when she ultimately does say his name, it activates the other very unique power of the Deluminator. When she says it, on Ron's end of things, the Deluminator is activated, creates an orb that travels into his heart, and he's able to travel to exactly where Harry and Hermione are. And this is incredibly important because it's not just anybody that could have done this by saying Ron's name. It had to be Hermione. But why does it have to be Hermione? It's because she is his heart's desire. Do you see where we're starting to connect the dots a little bit here? We know that when Ron looks into the mirror in year one with Harry, he sees... Holy I'm head boy, and I'm holding the Quidditch cup. I'm Quidditch captain too. Hello, good. Honestly, very reasonable things for an 11 year old boy to be seeing. But I believe that if Ron looked into the mirror when he was away during Deathly Hallows, the thing that he would see is Hermione. What Dumbledore invented is a device that could take you to what your heart most desires. An invention that he no doubt originally created in his efforts to replicate the powers of the Resurrection Stone. Which, in case you may have forgotten, is the hallow that Dumbledore himself most prized so that he'd be able to return his family. And I know, that's very powerful magic that we're talking about. So before you even ask, like, is Dumbledore even capable of that? I absolutely think he is, especially when you consider the answer he gives Harry when Harry is asking whether or not the tale of the three brothers is in fact true. So it's true, all of it, the Peveril brothers? Were the three brothers of the tale? Oh yes, I think so. Whether they met death on a lonely road? I think it more likely the Peveril brothers were simply gifted, dangerous wizards who succeeded in creating those powerful objects. In a lot of ways, Dumbledore views himself as a gifted, but also dangerous wizard. This is a realization that he himself had and what stops him from ever accepting any more power, like whenever he was offered the post of Minister for Magic. And yet, despite knowing these things, he still falls victim to the Resurrection Stone when he finally has it in his possession. He puts on the Peveril Ring, that is a Horcrux, because he knows what it actually is. But in doing so, he is inflicted with the curse that is slowly killing him all throughout Half-Blood Prince. And to me, I think that's more than enough evidence to suggest that Dumbledore would have gone to great lengths to find a way to return his family. And the way that he did this was by creating the Deluminator. The problem for Dumbledore though, is just what he sees when he looks into the mirror of Erised. It's his family. The people he would travel to, the people who would need to say his name in order for him to travel to them are all dead. And as such, obviously, can't say his name. Meaning that for many, many years, the Deluminator was never able to do for Dumbledore what he set out for it to do. It was an incredibly powerful device that he created, but not really of much use to him until the day came when he needed a place to hide the Philosopher's Stone. This, I think, is when he has his brilliant idea. If the thing that Dumbledore wanted the most was a place to hide the Philosopher's Stone, he could simply look into the mirror, hold up the Deluminator, and see himself reflected holding the Deluminator on the other side. And then all he has to do is say his own name, and he's able to transport to himself and through the mirror. This is how he entered the non-being. This 
as how he hid the stone. What I sort of love about this idea is that, again, the thing he sought out the most out of the Hallows was the Resurrection Stone, and what he ultimately creates is kind of the opposite of the stone. The Resurrection Stone can bring your loved ones to you. The Deluminator can bring you to your loved ones with, you know, certain limitations. What's really interesting about this idea though is that with Secrets of Dumbledore coming out, I think there are some really fascinating ways this idea could be explored. But that is going to be a different video. But guys, for my question of the day, what do you think? Is this a good explanation as to how Dumbledore was able to put the stone inside of the mirror? Let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. And before anyone says the Galleons thing, that like you could just want them for your family, that is still wanting them for a purpose. You still get something from your family having all of those Galleons. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like some more Harry Potter action from us, you can check out this video right here where Jay and I explain how the Philosopher's Stone was created in the first place. Otherwise, guys, until next time, bye!